Good morning. Welcome to the Goal Getters Podcast powered by Create Possibility. Today we are talking with Tessa Arneson of the Maven District in Salt Lake City. And what we're so excited for you to hear and learn about is that the Maven District started with a vision, a vision of a curated community of businesses catering to the whole wellness of its customers. We can't wait for you to hear from Tessa. Have a listen. Okay, good morning. Tessa, welcome. We're so excited to have you joining us and sharing with our crew today from Salt Lake City. And it looks like you're in your studio. Is that right? I am. I am. It feels good. And also the lighting is so good. It's so good. Um, It's beautiful. And we have experienced your space and your space is magical and beautiful and we can't wait for all our listeners to come and and see the many spaces you have. Um, And what I would love to just jump in and start off with is for you to tell our listeners a a bit about yourself and about the vision of the Maven District, how it came to be. We do a lot of vision work here with our goal getters. um, And we do believe that like when we can see something and then put the hard work in, um, that's really the first step. So share with us a little bit about yourself and the vision of how you came to have this idea and this beautiful creation. Okay. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I love this kind of stuff. If I could just do it all day long, this is all I would do. So I love sharing and talking and I learn best when I hear other people's stories so I can relate to them. So I hope I can do the same for your listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so thank you. I appreciate you thinking of me. Um, I have been doing this now. We've been in this location, just to back it up. I've been doing fitness in general for about seven years. July 1st was our seven-year anniversary. And Two and a half years ago, almost three now, we moved into this space. And it's it's this very grown-up, reimagined boutique fitness studio that I started dreaming up when I first purchased the other studio, which was up the street from, from us. And it felt a little bit more, um, I think of that space now very fondly. It's where I got my legs. It's where I started um, getting inspired to build something much, much bigger, I guess, and and, um, much more developed as a whole. And I got the guts up to leave my corporate job. And I was terrified and scared and um, didn't tell my husband that um, the opportunity to buy the fitness studio came up. It was a place I already loved. It's a place I worked out. I was was dear friends with the owner. And um, she came to me and said, you know, you've been looking for something else and I think this is something you'd be really good at I think it's in your blood to be an entrepreneur and I sort of just laughed it off because I thought who like my dream job if you would have asked me back then seven years ago would be a barista or a Pilates instructor (laughs) okay (laughs) which which is really sounds really silly and for some reason I didn't think that was like a valid dream right which Mm. which is which is silly. Um, and instead I had this, you know, I had a serious corporate job. I was in, in marketing and I was in film and I was in design and I, and I was always a great salesperson. And so I had these really fun creative jobs, but they were never mine and they were never um, something I could put 
as much of my heart and soul into as I knew I had. And so um, when I finally told my husband, hey, I got this chance to buy this studio. What do you think? I, I, it was at like 10 o'clock at night, uh, laying in bed, and I couldn't sleep. And he was like, why would you do that? This, this, you've told me for years, this is your dream job. Why wouldn't you do that? And I said, well, it feels kind of like fluffy. Mm. <laughs> and it, mm-hmm. it doesn't feel like real or like substantial. And of course, I didn't work in the space. So what I know now is it's um, not fluffy at all. And <laughs> we don't create fluffy spaces. We create brave and safe spaces. And we ask people to do the hard work um, all the time, every single day, just like just like you ask your clients to do the hard work. Mm-hmm. And we're asking you to be brave and we want you to take big risks. And this essentially was my big risk, one of them, one of many. And once you do it once, it gets easier and easier to keep doing it. And that's what we're doing in fitness space is we're asking you to be just like a little baby brave. And then um, if you fail, you're what? Falling off the BOSU or you fall over in front of your neighbor. Who cares, right? So um, the idea behind that is that you get to um, do something brave and little by little, you you get to try that on. And eventually you get to take a big brave leap wherever you want to take it. And for me, it was buying that studio. It got my entire start in one of many business ventures that I do now and lived there for a couple of years. And immediately people would come in, got, got trained in Pilates, started teaching. I had previously taught a bunch of other classes. Um, and immediately people came to me and said, hey, where do you XYZ, get your hair done, get your brows done shop for a cool present, go to a doctor, go to a PT. All of these questions would come up because you get really close to your people in that space mm-hmm. and you really trust them. Uh, and um, I would tell them. Yep. And here I was sending people all over Salt Lake City. And then here I was also becoming um, a busy entrepreneur and, and was also myself running all over Salt Lake City for all sorts of those appointments. You were a concierge, basically, right? And you didn't even know. I was also <laughs> wasting a ton of time myself yep. going all over. And time is the one thing you can't make more of. Yeah. As we know, right? So that's where the, the inkling of the idea came from is what would happen if I put all of those all of those people and all of those places that I like to go into one place. And originally (laughs) it was, it was okay. Um, and I'm really lucky. I am married to a brilliant human who is in, who is in real estate and he's also a builder. So I went to him with this idea after it had been marinating for a while. And he takes, he takes a while to, um, get on board, but almost immediately he was like, that's smart. Let's do it. And so um, it started out as one building. We purchased one building down in downtown Salt Lake. And it was sort of like a fringe area for those of you familiar with Salt Lake. Um, and so we got a, a fairly good deal. And then we got super lucky and were able to scoop up a couple buildings in a row. So we have um, almost an entire block at this point. And we started remodeling. The buildings and started thinking whoa if we go beyond one building what else do we want to put in here and then the ecosystem idea of 
what if everyone can also work together? Because originally it was like selfish reasons, like for a time saver. Mm-hmm. But what if we could actually do it so my business could benefit being next to a PT? My business could also benefit from being next to a spa. My business could benefit from being downstairs or upstairs from a really rad coffee shop. So all of those businesses really go after the same clientele. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of the people that are really into, you know, hyper-local, the people that um, uh, are into a little bit more trendy of, of a service. And basically, we wanted to share customers. Yeah. And I thought exponentially, if, if I could get my people to also go have coffee after they work out, or I could get my people to go to my doctor that we all benefit. Mm-hmm. And, and I know on your website it says, it says collaboration over comparison <laughs> is one of your things, which that's exactly what that sounds like. You know, it's like we actually can all benefit from this common good. It is. And I didn't know what I didn't know is I hadn't really seen this done. I mean, if you think of a, a mall, I think there's sort of some thought process behind that in a in a mall where they say, okay, we need a Victoria's Secret. We need a, a department store. So they sort of are thinking of that in the same way, but I wanted to reimagine it in the sense of like, what if, what about if we put wellness? Or mm-hmm. what about if we put um, living? What about if we put food? What about if we put makers? Um, and then what about our kind of last project we just recently finished a couple months ago was what about if we put a co-working space, a place where people can actually collaborate in the flesh, right? Which mm-hmm. is, which is, you know me, Michelle, that's like my most favorite. Thing. Yeah. It's like, the, it's like, you know, it, it lights me up for sure. So what would happen if you put all these people together? And what we started to find out first is we, we built one building, I moved in, and then we also opened a place called Maven Well, which is just the wellness portion. And we immediately filled up and we were like, what? whoa, that we filled up. Like we were, we didn't know what we were doing. Like we literally couldn't find a model like this um, anywhere. So we thought, we thought it was probably stupid. We had no idea what we were doing at any of it. And then it filled up and we thought, okay, we had plans to keep building more. And it just naturally developed over the course of, you know, uh, we've been working on this project for five, probably four years and then I've been here for two and a half. And so since then, we've, we've built townhomes. And then we've built um, the co-working space that just opened during Corona, which has been a mess. And then <laughs> also, we're under contract across the street on an extension of the Maven District. Oh, that's too. exciting. Okay. And we'll start building that early next year. Sometime. Oh, really cool. Um, so, yeah. So that's sort of how it all started in a roundabout way. But really what it's come back to and what we always come back to is a brave and safe space and a place for people to connect in the community uh, and a place to lift each other up. It's it's my favorite thing to do is to figure out, like, I level up and then I figure out how to help someone get there. Mm-hmm. And then I also, in the meantime, I'm constantly asking for help, too. So there I have people pulling me to the next step. And I think when we, when we have that thought process of, oh, we're not actually supposed to do this alone, we're supposed to do it with community, which has been so difficult during Corona, um, how, do we, how do we do it in a way that feels is really tangible and intentional and bringing the right people together? 
And sometimes we flop and sometimes we crush um, and sometimes it's easy and sometimes it's super hard, but, but that's where I go back to because in my own life, that's what's helped me keep growing. Mm-hmm. And, and those are the people I'm interested in being around. And um, So now we have over 33 businesses on the block and of those 90% of those are women and a hundred percent of those are local. And that um, the women side of it um, was not originally an intentional thing. Almost everything we do is intentional, but a lot of it's experiments and experiment as well. Cause I don't get too attached to failure or um, it being perfect. Um, but that just naturally happened. And I, and I don't know, I, I'm always interested. I'm always asking people and, and potential tenants, like, what, why did you pick here? Mm. And now we're known for a women's center block, but originally it was just like, I woke up one day and I was like, oh my gosh, we have 19 female-owned businesses on this block. Does that happen literally anywhere else in the country? Like, I don't think it does. Like, if there was like a girl boss block contest, I think it did. <laughs> so I don't know how that's all worked out. It doesn't mean we don't love men. We love men. <laughs> have a seat at the table. I'm married to a, a man that, you know, is about to have, you know, he has one baby girl at home. He's going to have another baby girl. Our dog is a girl. He lo- like, he loves, he loves this idea of um, women becoming, having a more equitable space in the world. So he's surrounded by it. Our team has a lot of men as well they're cool with it so we we want them at the table it just so happens a lot of women have showed up and I think it's because they feel heard and they feel they feel belong they feel like they belong and they feel like they can get the support and I think naturally women like community a little yeah. bit more yeah or you need it a little bit more yep and, and you feel that when you come into your space. So as someone who has been able to come and experience class and the coffee shop downstairs, and my favorite, my favorite part of coronavirus was that chip set up a drive-thru that I could just drive through. Um, but to be able to come down there. I have the most brilliant humans on this block. I know. It's like, you guys are, yeah. my block, you win. Yeah. Here I am just crying every day. You guys are setting up the drive-thru making it happen and but you feel that sense of energy and community and support and I think you're right all humans can benefit from that perhaps it's women who are are aware to seek it but I think men can be too but you feel that when you're in your spaces so you you know intentional or not that space has been created and and it it allows um you know, other entrepreneurs to come down and to sit and to be energized. Like you, you can literally go in, in kind of like a slump or, or what am I going to be getting after? And you leave feeling energized and excited and, and like you can go crush whatever goals you're, you're seeking after because of the other people that are in that space, which is very, very cool. And I don't know that I've experienced that somewhere else. Well, that was, that was the intent there and, and has been, we got to try it on for size at Maven Strong. Um, by doing that here is we do get to test that out and, and what I found was if you if you just give people space to again just try on that bravery and try on that those mini failures um, that that really they realize that life goes on and that this space of continual learning is sort of the way you keep leveling up and the, and the, and the way you keep progressing and 
if you get okay with being super uncomfortable and then you insert yourself into places that, you know, maybe you are uncomfortable because you're looking around, kind of sometimes I look around the room and I'm like, holy moly, there are just brilliant people all around me. What am I doing? Who am I to me? You know? Yeah. And that's so cool. And that's how you get, that's, that's how you progress is by putting yourself in those kind of situations. So yes, I, I, that was intentional in the sense of, I want people to feel really safe to be brave. Mm-hmm. And um, now that's how we think of every single space as we're starting to plan the space across the street or what it's going to be. It feel, We have that in mind where I'm like, no, that's not going to work, guys. We need this to feel community. We need it to feel safe. And I want to remind that we're going to be different and that we're, we need to take up some risks here because that's what we yeah. do well. Yep. You sure do. Um, so because I know that, that with all this hard work and entrepreneurship and vision and goals, we do have failure. Um, so share with us some failure you've had along the way and what you've learned from it. I know we were laughing before we started this. We're like, we're over the lessons for 2020, but, um, one little bit of failure and something you learned that may give some motivation to our entrepreneurs listening, because we do run into roadblocks when we are going after big things. Oh my, I don't even know where to start. We <laughs> go back to, so I'm going to just deal with the last quarter because I feel like, you know, since March 16th, which is, which is the day, uh, <laughs> the day we decided to close down the studio also was the day of the earthquake was the day, you know, was the day all hell broke loose. Uh, since March 16th, obviously so many locally owned businesses in, in the service-based industry in particular, whether it's restaurants, you know, gyms, co-working, whatever, yeah. all of those spaces, 90% of my businesses closed on this block and there were probably like three open. Um, and since that day, I have seen more hardship than, than I think I've ever dealt with from a, from a business standpoint. I have received at least, I may have lost count, 14 denial letters for grants or loans or any of the you know, the, the funds out there that were, were put out there as a way to, to help people, but so many denials. Mm. Uh, I got two yeses. And those yeses are what kept us, uh, kept our lights on. We got the PPP, um, and then we got a small loan from the state. And then one of the biggest ones that I will never, literally ever, ever forget, and I haven't talked about this in a public way yet, but I was in a loan committee meeting after, uh, and this is just recently, this was probably, you know, six weeks ago or so in a loan committee meeting, because we were going to build a digital um, product of our Maven district. And I really wanted to build this, you know, Etsy for wellness. And I, I still think it's a great idea. I still really want to build it, but I was asking for a, a good chunk of money and I had been in the process for 10 weeks. And I was in this final committee meeting, what are they going to say yes or no? And my belief was if they said yes, that this digital product would really help the rest of our other businesses. Um, it would help our block, but it would also help my own businesses survive during this difficult time. Because I don't, you know, fitness is a, is a, is a tough space to be in right now. So this was my solution. So I'm in this final committee meeting. It's a pretty big chunk of change that I'm asking for. And uh, my 
question I get, you know, halfway through the meeting was from this uh, older banker gentleman. And he looks at me, it's all via Zoom. And he says, why isn't your husband paying for this project? Oh. (laughs) And I'm not through all the lessons that that sentence has taught me because they're, you don't even understand how it unraveled me. But right then and there, there, I knew there was a great chance I wasn't going to get the money. Flash forward four days, I did not get the money. Um, It unraveled me in a a lot of different ways because here I was going into this meeting I am a very confident female entrepreneur. I have funded my current businesses on my own um, and have no debt, yes. zero debt. And so my, my revenue from Strong has helped me open Able Create, which is our co-working space. And I have had help along the way from said handsome builder husband. <laughs> helping with build out, but I've never had to rely on, on, um, that for, for, for other things. So when he said this, this man who probably had no intention to, to put me into a spiral, but really doesn't understand that these microaggressions yeah. that um, women and people of color and LGBTQ get, you know, every single day. And I'm in a very privileged space. That sentence just unraveled me. It unraveled my identity. I thought, oh, if I can't get money with my husband, I can't get money without my husband. Who am I? Mm. What do I do? Mm-hmm. Am I, do I stick it out and, and, and try and do this? Do I, um, who, who am I? Who, who am I really? Like, am I just a, just, just cute little business girl Mm. that has a little sweet business that doesn't make enough money to fund another business. And so what am I doing? Who, who am I asking this organization for money? And really, I'm not kidding you. I cried for like two days off and on probably like 10 different times. And I'm telling you, it's as silly as that is. And I've now recovered and I'm learning a bunch of lessons. And it also gave me a lot of time to pause in in the entire thing and decide do we really want to build this right now or should we rest and as much as that was a hard thing for me because of my associations with like creation and and chaos and like laziness as rest um, we have chosen as a team to rest and to revisit it in the spring once I'm back from maternity leave so that is one giant that has really rocked my world. And I don't even think I've uncovered all of the lessons yeah. um, behind it yet because I then look into, okay, you know, if, I'm, if I identify so much as a business owner, what if I'm not a business owner? Because I might still lose my businesses. Mm-hmm. Um, if I identify so much as being able to stand on my own two feet, but I actually can't stand on my own two feet without my husband's help, what am I? Mm-hmm. So... It's been a million different ways my head is still spinning on this and I um, do my best to like come figure that out and I still don't have it figured out. Yeah. But there you go. That's well, probably, those are the hardest ones. Yeah. 14 denials, maybe 15 if you count that one. 
Yeah. And then that question. And and that's only in the last couple months. I mean, yeah. but there's been a, there's been a lot. Well, I, I mean, two things. One, probably better that it was on Zoom so you couldn't come across the table at the band. <laughs> <laughs> and, and good, you know, whatever. Um, but good for you to be able to look inward, right, and actually start to do the work and, and to start to see, like, okay, is this something that I really do want? And do I need to ask myself more questions? And, and again, take that kind of closed door on your face in a way that's like, wait, maybe it's not right this moment, but I still believe it to be a good idea and it will, it will serve us at some point. And to be able to do that, I think is huge. Cause I think that's hard. I, I yeah. actually think it's, it's, it's one of, I have such a weird association with, with that rest, um, that it, it was a hard decision for, for me. Cause I was like, you can't just take a no and then mm-hmm. not do it. Like you might get a bunch of no's just like <laughs> I have been getting a lot of no's. But really what that allowed me to do was like, just pause. And this pause is another huge important lesson. I think this chapter in 2020 has taught us is like, Whenever I have paused in the in the past, and we were talking about this before we got on, you know, uh, this part of the call, it's it's always served me well. It's never it's never not served me well. Yeah, I, I, it always allows things to marinate. And I had this uh, not had I have this amazing mentor. And last spring during my 2019, I went to her with uh, a bunch of problems I was having with uh, getting the co-working space off the ground and she said you need to create space to create mm. and I will never forget that it's it's going on you'll, you'll see it on the wall next time you come into the space um, it it stopped me in my tracks because what I didn't know and what I often do is just is just keep barreling forward mm-hmm. and keep working hard and then all of a sudden I'm tired not doing great work, my body might shut down, my mental health might shut down, my relationship might deteriorate, deteriorate, and all of those things get in the way of of that. And if I can just pull back and pause, what ends up coming back is my creativity, my ability to dream, my ability to let also the project, whatever I'm working on, take shape with without me, mm-hmm. which is just um, such an interesting it's such an interesting phenomenon and I just have to keep learning it. I don't know. It's, it's definitely my third or fourth time I've had to learn this lesson, but yes. Yeah. It's yep. Well, it's interesting. There's a, there's a statistic that we have 60 to 80,000 thoughts a day and 95% of them are the same every day, <laughs> which is mind blowing. But what I always say is like, if we are not creating that space, if we're not slowing down or pausing, we're never even giving that 5% a chance to, to get into a creative space. We're just on autopilot and we're just doing what we know works, right? Barreling forward or, or working harder or whatever it is. And like, really, if we can slow down a bit, that's when the magic comes. That's when that aha moment comes. But like, and we know it, we know this, but we don't do it. Yeah, so I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and be in the magic and and take a I have a dear friend that calls it an achievement break. She's like, You have been swimming in the deep end since March sixteenth. 
you taking a break is like people's like regular life, you yeah. know? And I'm like, it's true. It's true. Like me take, you know, so like this idea that for the next, I don't know, eight months, maybe a year, who knows that, that we, we really get to um, coast from a sense of really get to refine what we're doing. I'm going to not work as hard. I'm going to not have every moment scheduled and I'm going to have space. And already I was at lunch with a, um, another female founder a couple days ago. I had the best idea, but it wasn't until we had been sitting there for two hours in the, you know, really having this like kind of leisurely lunch, which I wouldn't typically do during the week, but it was like, it was like, it was a Tuesday. It was like, it was amazing. And I had the best idea. It was like, it, and it's such low hanging fruit for my business. And I hadn't thought of it until that moment. Mm. Man, this is why, this is why you need more space yeah. where you're not going to come, especially in my role. My role is to set the vision and to set where we're going to go. And if I am just running forward, I never have a chance to pull back and pause. Yeah. I'm, I'm worthless in yeah. my role. Yeah. Oh, so good. And your role, your title, I love chief, chief boss, babe. That's yeah, so- it's a made-up title. I gave it to myself because I think titles are stupid, <laughs> and I think that they should be fun. And um, I get more questions or f- like giggles about that that than anything. And I'm like, yeah, life should not be so serious. No. <laughs> if you were a founder, like you should have fun with it. And um, I I do. And some people think it's weird. Probably my bankers that ask me why my husband's not funding it, but some people really find joy in it, and that's what it's all. Yeah, that's what it's all about. Oh, so good. All right, let's go into rapid fire questions because these are just so fun. So, what we'll do is ask you questions, top of mind, whatever comes to mind, share it. Okay, you in? Okay. Okay. Um, Your current favorite thing in your closet. Anything that doesn't touch my stomach because I am 17 weeks pregnant. Hence, flowy, big flowy dresses. I love it. Um, a song you have on repeat? Uh, anything by Brandy Carlisle. Ooh, okay. Hallelujah is my top. Mm, yes. One thing you will add to your bucket list? Oh, so now that we can't travel internationally, a ton of international trips and that's not one thing but it's a lot of things yeah. but we'll never not appreciate being able to leave the country ever again I know I feel you I feel you um a chore you hate doing laundry I don't do it perfect um what sound do you love to hear I love to hear uh my my three and a half year old's giggle it's my favorite noise in the world um, Beyonce or Taylor Swift? Bay all the way. Although <laughs> Taylor Swift is a boss in the in the business world, both of them are. But yeah, Bay. Yeah. Uh, coffee or tea? Uh, tea. Okay. Iced tea in the summer, hot tea in the winter. And your signature dance move? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's probably like a dance face. It's like you know, it's <laughs> like. Maybe some pursed lips and like I try. I'm trying to be sexy, but really, I probably just look like I'm pooping. <laughs> I love it. Uh, thank you so much. This was so fun. Um, I loved it. I loved it too. I, I every time that I get time or to spend with you, I just 
I leave feeling more inspired. So thank you for sharing your gift with other entrepreneurs because you motivate oh, us. So you. Know that. I, I think this is this works for people just trying to you know level up. There's nothing you don't have to be an entrepreneur to continually learn. No. Before I was an entrepreneur, I learned from entrepreneurs, and I still learn from them, and I still learn from people that are you know big dogs at companies too. Yep. So I, I try and learn from everyone. So I don't think you have to just be an entrepreneur in order to be in this this group. no you don't you don't and I think the other thing that's that's so true and motivating especially now that we're learning and we're being faced with all these questions is that we get to do this life once so do it the best you can in the way that you want and uh and surround yourself right by these people that bring you up I mean this is this is what lights us up I don't know. Um, yeah. If you will leave our listeners with um, one word of advice for them to take the first step towards their goal. Go ahead. Hey, I changed my mind. Six words. <laughs> Be brave and sparkle on. Awesome. And where can we find you at Tessa and the Maven District? So if you're in Salt Lake City, I'm at 9th South and 2nd East. And you can find me teaching classes at Maven Strong, or you can find me probably um, holed up in a corner trying to get inspired at Maven Create and or hosting events such as this because I love them. And then you can also find me on Instagram at Tesla One. I'm on and off there depending on my mental health, <laughs> but most of the time I'm doing something ridiculous on there. Awesome. Thank you so much. And for our listeners, if you are in the Salt Lake area, go down and check out Maven Strong, Maven Well, Maven Create, all the spaces. They are incredible. You will not be disappointed. If any of your listeners are local in Salt Lake City, we would love to host you for a day at Maven Create. Shoot us an email or shoot us a a DM on Instagram and we will take care of you on us. Perfect. Thank you for doing that. And I will put all the information in the notes too, so people can access that. Um, and yes, go check out the co-working space. It's absolutely magical. I, I want my living room to look like that. So you created a beautiful space. Thank you so much, Michelle. Thank, so you. Thank you too. You've been listening to the Goal Getters podcast powered by Create Possibility. If you're someone looking to dive deeper into your goals, looking to create a vision, talk about core values, or just need to chat about taking the first step to living your life on purpose, reach out to us at creategoalcoaching.com. We are happy to work with you and jump in.